We're going to continue our, our study of stewardship this quarter. And uh, we'll kind of jump into it here in a little bit. But we've talked about being stewards in some broad general categories. What, uh, what have we mentioned? If we're going to be stewards, we should be stewards of our what? Talents. Our talents. Our treasure. treasure. Finances. Our finances, which I would lump with treasure, but uh, thank you. Yes. And our time. So, uh, big categories, talent, treasure, time. Um, these are the classes that we've uh, had to date. It's kind of a general class. We talked about being content. The opposite of that, of course, worrying. We looked at some examples of good and bad stewardship. We talked about the importance of listening to counsel. Uh, we then had a class on the stewardship of our finances, uh, what it what does it look like to be uh, in financial bondage? We talked about budgeting. We talked about wisdom, last class wisdom from Solomon. And uh, so, as you think about just these categories, you know, you don't have to answer, but uh, what, has been, what has been your biggest challenge so far of the things that we've talked about? Which, which one of those, you know, kind of jump out and say, wow, that's, that's an area I need to work in? A, Accompanied, though, with those challenges typically are attitudes. And think about what attitudes are you working on? What attitudes are you working on to be a better steward? And so uh, contemplate that uh, as we uh, go throughout the remainder of of this uh, quarter's classes. Tonight, we're going to talk... Oh, yeah, I got that. (laughs) Tonight, we're going to talk about the stewardship of our talents. And uh, like we included this uh, text in Romans 12 that uh, we all have different gifts uh, per God's grace, and so we are to use them. And so tonight, as we uh, go through this class... I want us to be able to name some Bible characters who displayed good use of their talents to describe how we should take caution with our use of or our attitude toward talents. And then finally, that you'd be able to list your own talents and explain how they can be used for God. So, that's kind of a quick review and uh, intro to what we're going to do tonight. I've asked Jesse, if he would, to lead us in a prayer. Dear God in heaven, we come to you tonight uh, thanking you for the time that we have to get together and to learn more about how you would have us so that as we study the talents and the gifts that you've given us, Lord, we're amazed at your generosity and Though each of us feels unique, it's incredible to watch how you have made us to work together and to complement one another in terms of skill and gifts, all to the greater good of your kingdom. Give us wisdom as we look at this tonight. Um, Help us to understand how best to use the talents that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so we're going to look at some uh, texts here, if you would. Let's open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. 
And uh, let's read, let's read this parable beginning in uh, verse 14. This, this story, I believe, is told in the context of maybe four different illustrations of judgment, starting back in chapter 24 and um, beginning, beginning there around verse uh, 42, where we have our first illustration. We have a second illustration in chapter 25 with the, uh, the ten virgins with their ten lamps. Then we have this third illustration here in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. Sarah, thank you. Uh, I'll let you, if you would, read for us. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability and he went on his journey. Immediately the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered, and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reaped where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now there's a, and I, I put this in the assignment, there's a little bit of a parallel account, a parable, in Luke chapter 19. If you took a look at that parable, how are they similar? How are they different? In this case you have uh, ten talents given, no, five, two, and one. In Luke 19, what what is given out? Joy. Well, there were ten people, and each was given one. Yes. Minus. Yeah, yeah, they were given one uh, denomination of money. Yeah, and and but but the result was similar. You had one who came back with ten, one who came back with five, I believe it was, and one who came back and said, "Well, here's your one back." Okay. Um, 
Main point. What's the main point of this parable? Now, I know, I know well, maybe before I asked that, so I did ask it, but let's back up. Uh, my, my Bible in verse 15 talks about giving out talents. What does your version read if it reads differently? Anybody read different? Now, I don't think it means exactly talent in this story exactly like I'm talking about talents because in this example, what does talent mean? It is some amount of money. Uh, Andrew or, or anybody else, do you have a sense for how much money we're talking about? Is it? 75 pounds of gold or something like that. Okay, maybe 75 pounds of gold? A lot. Five years' salary. 6,000 denarii, which is just, so each talent was 6,000. Yeah, and a denarii was what, one day's wage? Okay, yeah. For some reason, I even have it down that maybe it's as high as possibly 20. But whether it's 5 or 20, it's a big amount of money. Yeah, it's a big amount of money. Um, what's the point? What's the point of this parable? <clears throat> what do you think, Ryan? What's the point? We've been uh, entrusted with things that yeah. we need to use for the benefit of the king yeah. and ourselves. Okay, okay, I like that. We've been entrusted with things that we are to use for the benefit of the king. Hannah? Um, in the verses that you called out on yeah. the paper, um, a couple of them, well, it's the master who says, well done, good and faithful servant, uh. well done and faithful in a few things. And I'm thinking about that word um, it's being consistent with your master's goals for okay. that money okay. you're in alignment Yeah, in agreement, you're carrying out okay, good, good anybody else? Jesse? I've never thought of, I mean it's such a financial example it, it is very much like <laughs> using us as an investment yeah. I don't want to get too financial but the only frame of reference I have is if I invest in something and that does poorly, I'm very dissatisfied. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's the whole goal there is to take your resources and let those individuals multiply that. Okay, good. Bob. Interesting. The, the third servant said, I was fearful. And the, re- the master responded. He said nothing about fear. He said, You wicked uh-huh. and slothful person. He used fear as a viable excuse. Okay. It wasn't even acknowledged. Interesting. That That is very interesting. He says here, uh, you've been faithful in a, as, as Hannah pointed out, with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things and then enter into the joy of your master. Again, in Luke, in Luke, the one who took the one mina and turned it into ten minas, what was his reward? It's put over ten cities. Ten cities. So it's very similar. You've been faithful with a little. I'm going to make you, uh, I'm going to put you over uh, much. Put you in charge of much. And uh, just think about it. What, what has 
how has God entrusted to you, how has God entrusted to me certain uh, things of value? And he's seeing how we're going to uh, use them. And then how we use them will determine whether uh, we're entrusted with more or whether you know we're we're judged. Uh, I saw this one time and I thought it was <clears throat> I thought it was pretty good. So if you think about Bob talked Bob talked about uh, excuses. But I think excuses a lot of times are, are tools that Satan tries to get us to, to trust in and hide behind. And uh, you know, sometimes it might try to get us to think, well, there is no heaven, or perhaps There is no hell, but actually, probably more than those, there is no hurry. We think, yeah, I've been entrusted with a lot, and at some point, I'll get around to using that, perhaps. Uh, Just not right now. And... It's interesting how we get uh, convinced that it's okay to not use the the gifts that God has given us uh, to His glory, to to the benefit of the King. Let's look at uh, Romans 12. Romans chapter 12. Let's read the first eight verses. Verses 1 through 8. Andrew, you want to read, please? Romans 12, 1 through 8. Please. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who acts, uh, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So, thank you. <clears throat> what, what do you see here uh, being taught about the use of our talents? What do you get out of this text? You can't be proud and puffed up about the talents that you have. All right. All right. 
that was a problem in Corinth as they pursued certain spiritual gifts. What else? Uh, it's in the context of us uh, getting on the altar as the sacrifice. So, like, who, who are we using our, our talents and abilities for? Okay. That's good. That's good. As we, as we think about being a living and a holy sacrifice, uh, putting ourselves on the altar, uh, laying our lives uh, at, at Jesus' feet, who are we using them for? individual it's don't I'm not a song leader so I I shouldn't expect myself to to be the one to step up and do that but I need to find my niche somewhere else and and go at it with a full heart and want to to fulfill what I can do so so I'll just ask uh, have you ever felt have you ever felt even the slightest bit deficient because you're not a song leader I would like to be a better songwriter. Um, um, I enjoy singing. I yeah. just, that's not my talent. Yeah. So uh, I'm not the one to, to lead, but I can sure follow. Okay. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> Ryan and I were at camp a couple weeks ago, and um, I, things I'm not very good at are really made clear. <laughs> Put in a cabin of, of uh, 22 boys, and uh, asked to, to uh, guide a, a meaningful spiritual discussion to engage them in, in a way that they, they relate, man, that's challenging. And even, for me, even scarier than that is to be put in a group of like three or four young guys and be told, you lead a prayer session with them. you got 45 minutes. Like, really, forty-five <laughs> minutes? <laughs> that I find that so intimidating. And yeah, some of those boys come back to the cabin at the end of the night, and they talk about their their favorite thing of the day was the prayer. Not mine, but somebody's <laughs> prayer service was so overwhelming that that was their favorite part of the day. And I sit in that cabin, and I see one of our other. Uh, I see I see the head staff member in our cabin. <laughs> interact with the boys and I'm thinking how do you do that and I'm like it does it makes it makes me feel deficient but I think I'd step back and say you know what I I will continue to try to get better but I'm probably never going to be as good as this as, as you are that is a gift God has given this person a talent I think we struggle with that sometimes love the analogies of the body and I, I think we live in a culture that really pushes the self-sufficiency I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but I think it's hard for us to feel <clears throat> interconnected and I, the body does the body of Christ is supposed to um, really draw that out and, and capitalize and emphasize yeah. that concept I mean even of a financial nature right like which is in our society one of the most difficult mm. things ask and receive help for um, and yet this is he made us to kind of interlock in that way operate as a system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very good joy I think too the key to what you said is that you would try to improve yeah. but I think sometimes we look at others and we kind of get have some 
envy, <coughs> yeah. me, envious feelings. Yeah. And what we should do is rely more on what we do well and improve that too. Mm -hmm. And and maybe strive to improve something else, but not try to be like somebody else. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. As I say, the only person to imitate is Christ. So right. Yeah. Right. Let's look at uh, let's look at that third text. Uh, let's look at First Peter chapter four. First <clears throat> Peter chapter four, uh, verses ten and eleven. Verses ten and eleven. Uh, Daniel, do you have that? First Peter chapter four. If you'd read verses ten and eleven. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, so we use, we use the gifts given to us as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, that we use those gifts to serve one another uh, to the glory of God. And whether it's uh, one who speaks or one who serves, whatever we do, that we, we find a way to do good for others in that. So again, the focus is not on self. Not on, oh, wish I were like them, or why can't I be better at this? It's not about me. It's how can I use the gifts that I have to serve others to God's glory. I like the emphasis on, on it being God's, it says manifold or varied mm. grace. Mm. Sometimes we think that our abilities are something that maybe we've worked hard on, we've cultivated, or this is, I have this ability, but it's, it's God's grace. And I think that mindset helps us think about using it in godly ways instead of yeah. so as being a good steward we've been entrusted with this it doesn't belong to me we've been entrusted with it now how am I going to how am I going to employ that how am I going to use that <clears throat> well let's talk about some bible characters who used talents well so I'll, I'll start off. I'll start off here. Uh, Joseph. We're not going. We're not going to read all these, but you know, you know the story of Joseph. What would you say was perhaps one of Joseph's talents, as recorded in this text in Genesis? What was? What did God bless Joseph with that he was? He was good at that, and he used it. What would you say, Sarah? Interpreting dreams. Well, okay. He was, absolutely. Yeah. And manager. he was a good manager. Okay. Yeah. He used the patience provided to him. Okay. He, uh, yeah. I always like to think of that, in, 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 even in his case, he suffered long and uh, used that to his benefit. Good. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Bob. Just that lays under the whole story of Joseph is his, is his uh, faithful obedience to God. Yes. So clearly demonstrated with Potiphar's wife. How he, how he uttered that, how 
this great sin against God. How about uh, Karen, please? Um, I was just thinking some of the people that I respect the most are people that may not feel equipped in an area, but they see a need, and so they do it to the best of their ability. Uh-huh. You know, we may see, have talents that really aren't cultivated yet, or it may not be where my utmost strength lies, but they see an area where they can serve the Lord, and so they're going to do it to the best of their ability. I wonder if Joseph is kind of an example of that. Of He may not have been... You know, God used him and God empowered him. God gave him that strength yeah. and blessed him, you know, had favor on him. Yeah. Um, whether that was really something he felt like he was good at or not, um, he was willing to be used. Thank you. Yeah, we really don't have any uh, insight into how he thought about things of, of this nature. And, and yet... He he did, and I think I think that is fair. I think we are expected when when a need arises that we step in and we do the best we can, and God will God will bless us through that. Uh, you know, Dorcas, right? Acts chapter nine. Yeah, yeah. She was she was talented as a seamstress. Okay, uh, you know, Paul. What 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 were some of Paul's? Physical talents, <laughs> different kind of seamstress. He was a, he was a tent maker. Uh, we know he had other talents too, but we're told you know that was one of the the talents that he had. How about how about Apollos? What was Apollos's uh, talent? As we read, would you say a charismatic speaker? Absolutely. Uh, Able, able to convince, to refute. Yes, uh, he was a great speaker. Um, then we got Martha in in Luke chapter ten. What was Martha good at? Hospitality. She was good at hospitality. Uh, we've got. Uh, oh, okay, this will be this will be uh, rich. Um, the virtuous woman in Proverbs thirty one. What would you say there? What were some of her talents? She was industrious. Good. Caregiver. Caregiver. Management. Ma- yeah, management. She was able to. She was a good businesswoman. Uh huh. Yes. Evaluate yes. the worth of things. Yeah. And she, like Dorcas, also made things for her family. So yeah, you, you've mentioned a lot of good ones. Uh, I had a couple here. Um, and then I think of, of David. You know, we read about David, especially uh, especially in his early years, but even later there would, would be others. But what was David good at? <laughs> well, he was good at that. <laughs> I didn't put that down, Tony. <laughs> he was good at playing the harp. Yeah, very good. Hanging out with sheep. Hanging out with sheep. Yeah. All right, and uh, and then we've got, of course, couldn't couldn't have this list without having Barnabas, right? What was he good at? Encouragement. Encouragement. In fact, 
What was his original name? Joseph. Joseph. But he got a nickname. He got a nickname that fit kind of what he was good at. Uh, he was the son of encouragement, Barnabas. Uh, who else? Who else would you add to that list of people that you can think of, Bob? Lydia. Lydia. And her talent would have been? She was a businesswoman. That's right. And think about it. Uh, <clears throat> we might have to almost do a little connecting the dots, perhaps, but how would she use that to God's glory? <laughs> yeah, she she did bring people together. Yeah, and uh, she took care of her household. She did. She did, and possibly may have been instrumental in in uh, helping fund. Uh, the work of of the apostles. Yeah. Um, another person comes to mind is Stephen, because he was he was powerful in refuting. You know, he, whenever you said Apollos, uh, yeah, uh, Stephen was the <clears throat> next guy who came to mind. Good, so. good. Yeah, and and he was he was more than willing, without making excuses, even in the face of fear, uh, to or the face of danger, uh, uh, to to use that. Anybody else can think of? Boaz? Okay, Boaz. Boaz. Yeah, so that's a, yeah, that's he's a good character. What what was Boaz talents uh, um, talented with? I, the relationship he had with his servants, right? Uh, the godly management yeah. and oversight. Okay. I like that. Esther. Esther? Using the position she was given to okay. uh, inter- intercede for her Good. Uh, family and the Jews in general. Yeah. Bible's full of examples of people who God gave them talents, He gave them gifts, and uh, they used them. And I think they're they're role models for us in that. Let's think now uh, about some precautions uh, regarding. Uh, our talents. And uh, I'll start us off here with this one. Uh, don't, don't expect everyone to have the same talents, especially perhaps the ones that I have. Well, I'm good at that. Surely everybody should be good at that, right? So, uh, Jesse bringing up the body, and we recognize that all the body doesn't have the same function, and so uh, uh, it takes it takes all of those working together uh, for the good of the king. And uh, I'll give a second one, and then I'll, I'll pause and see what ideas you have. Uh, we should not allow ourselves to, to ourselves to become the emphasis of our talents, rather than God being the emphasis. Um, I'm going to read this Second uh, Corinthians passage, Second Corinthians chapter four. He talks about. Uh, us being given the, the the gospel, I believe. He says in chapter 4, verse 7 of 2 Corinthians, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not from ourselves. This ministry that Paul had been given, this treasure is in earthen vessels. It, it's in us. And it's not to accentuate or highlight us, but rather uh, it should allow us to, to show that the greatness of the power couldn't be from us. It's from God. What would be some other precautions? Uh, 
that you might uh, think of with regard to the use of our talents. So um, this is something that we talk about in Himinar all the time, and I mean it's like allowing um, so many, but the to be become so focused on exercising your talent for the good of God that you no longer become a worshiper of God. You no longer, you know, you can you can we use the example. You know, you spend all your time <coughs> writing hymns. But you never um, practice hospitality. Your your prayer life is is in the pits because that's not what you do, you know. And you let this talent that you've been given, and you're trying to serve God with it, become more important than serving God. Period. Uh, and, and yeah, that that was well said. Uh, you used the example of writing hymns, but that could be true in in, in any. Uh, talent that we've been given. Very good. Anybody else? We use our talents maybe for this group here for the benefit. Ah. And outside these walls, we don't use our talent to bring glory to God from those who don't know. Okay. What's behind that? What's maybe behind that kind of a, of a result? And we we use our talents here among the body, but we don't use them outside. What do you think, Bob? The people at the end of uh, something that you've helped them with, you say, they say thank you, and you say, oh, thank God. And they say, okay, that's weird. <laughs> So, so maybe, yeah, maybe there's, you know, back to the fear thing a little bit, there's that awkwardness and fear. I think there's an expectation here because we all know the objective. Uh-huh. And so when we're inside this building or with like-minded, we have an idea of what we're supposed to do and we do it. And then when we leave, those expectations may disappear because we don't think anybody sees us. Yeah. When in reality, God's watching us mm-hmm. the entire time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I think, for me, that would be something I would be cognizant of. And I think viewing him, too, uh, knowing he's watching, but viewing that more as a, a help than in, in, in judgment, that he's going to strengthen me uh, in this situation. And, and, I mean, maybe even, to some extent, selfishness is like, I want these people whom I love who... We're going the same direction. I want them to be benefited, but it, I really don't care about the rest of the world. You yeah. Know? And it, depending on what the talent is and how it can be used, I mean, it's like I'll help my family, but if you ask me to help a stranger with this talent, it, yeah, I mean that. Yeah. Are we to encourage one another? Are we to serve one another? Absolutely. But is that my whole mission? Maybe even ask a different way. Is that my greatest mission? Or is that my greater mission? If I think about, oh, sharing the gospel, showing others Jesus and the the greatness of God compared to serving one another, would you say there might be, possibly, one greater than the other? And I would say my mentality most of my life has been 
I viewed my greater mission as serving here. I don't think that's necessarily true. Go ahead. You know, um, we're kind of taught from a very young age to find your talents and use those to cap- you know, capitalize on yeah. your talents. That's, like, that's not a new concept. I mean, even if you never went to church, you're looking for your strengths yeah. and you're, you're trying to gain through those strengths. And I think the difference here is the focus on the service, <coughs> using those as rather for yourself or rather for others than for yourself. And I think it's interesting, like, he talks about serving one another, and I do think that that is a goal. Mm -hmm. But serving outside these walls tends to be a force multiplier. There's, like, exponential. Uh People do see, like, if you become known as someone that's merciful, right, like, what kind of impact does that have on the world and, and that kind of thing? So... I think, I, I, to your point, I think it is important to serve one another, but I think it becomes exponential if yeah. it's used in service outside. Yeah. Uh, we've kind of talked about it maybe in other language, but we shouldn't use our talents in order to receive glory. Um, and we mentioned this too, we don't forget where our talents come from. Uh, that they are from the grace of God. Now this goes along with what we were just talking about. Don't use your talents primarily for yourself or even for even one group of people. Um, and don't waste your talent. We've all been giving, been given, not just one, probably not just two. I don't know how you did when you uh, when you filled out the sheet. But as I started thinking about it, I ran out of rows to really write down all that God has enabled me to do. And how, how am I doing with that? But I uh, shouldn't waste them. Somebody described the, the uh, parable there in Matthew 25 that you, you do all that you can while you can with what you have. Each of these were given... Five talents, two talents, one talent. It didn't matter how many, but you you do all that you can while you can with what you have. And to that end, you don't view one talent as more important than another. And we've just talked about this too. Don't limit yourself to one talent. Uh, Don't let that become your sole focus. And I think really this as, as well... This uh, parable in Matthew 25, I think, underscores that that concept that when I've been given an ability and I have an opportunity, now I'm responsible. And the question is, am I going to be faithful? Am I going to be trustworthy with what has been entrusted to me? I think that whenever you have a talent that puts you in the forefront or in the public eye. Uh, Song leading and preaching are the two that come Mm -hmm. to mind immediately. Um, Where it's so easy for you to to have someone say, oh, I just love the songs that you led, or I love the song that you wrote, or, or whatever, and it's so hard to be able to, like, reflect that back to God all the time, because, like, 
you feel like you have to explain, well, it wasn't really me, it was, it, and, and it's just like, you just want to say thank you and move on. Yeah. And, but sometimes that allows you to be puffed up and prideful and, you know, that just kind of short circuits the whole thing. It does. How do we help that? Somebody's done something well. You want them to know you noticed. You want to encourage them in that. How do you do that? How do you do that without putting a stumbling block in front of them? Bob? We can encourage people with God on our lips. So it's not self that's being considered. I'm so thankful that God has blessed you with that ability. Make God the focus of what you say. Yeah, they get the point, but you don't. It doesn't then require a well. Thank you. <laughs> All the thanks was to God, and you don't necessarily then set them up for for failure. And you direct that their thoughts as well as your own as you acknowledge that, which again is is the truth. These, these gifts, these talents, they're not of ourselves. They, they're God-given. Alright, so, uh, in conclusion, what talents has God given you? I, if you? If you would be willing... Name one thing that you wrote on your paper that you said, yeah, God has blessed me with this. This is a talent that I have. Anybody be willing to share? I was going to say, I have, I have a, a talent involving words, both words and music, uh, in, in the sense of being able to write hymns, to be able to write um, children's songs, mm -hmm. not quite at the drop of a hat, but almost... And just being able to, to turn the phrase and also getting, whether it's a, a short article or whatever, all of those word things, um, that's, it's been there for yeah. a really long time. Yeah. So. yeah. You're a good reader. It's all involving words. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tony. And the tree's really good at uh, just jumping in. Yeah. Um, I'm more hesitant. I like to figure things out before I step in, but she usually just kind of dives into things. It's been really good. It's been really helpful whenever like, something comes up and somebody needs help with something, she's like, well, I'll do that. Uh, you know, just different things that she's done yeah. over the years. We had some people over the house Sunday, and uh, <clears throat> Josh and uh, Maya Jean were there. Uh, who've been visiting with us for a few months now and shortly going to be leaving for Boston for her next assignment as a traveling nurse. Uh, not members here. Uh, never been to our house. Know many people here, but probably not everybody. But they get there before we do. Uh, and, uh, and it's helter-skelter. And there they are in helping set things up, get things organized. And yeah, it was a good example of that very kind of thing. That's... that's Perhaps, you know, I think it's fair to view that. That's a talent. What else?
Ann. That's definitely not a talent that everybody has. <laughs> Tony. So uh, in Chicago, we called Mary Rose uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, the things that she can do, like one day she'd even cut down a tree, and she had put it into small pieces for us and said, hey, uh, you guys got a fire, or you got a fire pit, and you want some firewood. And like, just things like that. She always came prepared. Yeah. Like, what was it uh, the number of times like a party or something like that and they're like oh did somebody bring like plates and stuff mary's got that uh <clears throat> oh uh there was only so many gifts for somebody oh well mary had some extra things uh, <laughs> uh, she just always came prepared i know i know a number of you would probably echo my thoughts but uh, as, as I talked about prayer, some people are better at praying, especially praying public, than, than others. Uh, and for some, you're in their presence and you feel like God is right there. It's like, whoa, that person's talking to God. I mean, I feel like we're in the presence. And Tony, you do that. You know, you, you talk and speak in a way that uh, it, all, it almost joy, it almost makes me envious. Uh, no, you're supposed to say, uh, God gave you this. <laughs> <laughs> so, we need, to, we need to use our talents. And so, uh, what do you need to work on most when it comes to being a good steward of your talents? Maybe it's, maybe it's broadening and not focusing so much on one. Maybe it's using it more broadly than in just a small group. Maybe it's expanding and, and working on something that you're not so good at, but you see that there's an opportunity, and why not, why not take advantage of that and step in and do the best you can and let God help you get better in that? I mean, one of the... It kind of goes back to what we've already talked about. It's getting past the fear to use the talent. I mean, I've been trying to learn a couple different languages and yet a lot of times I'm afraid to go up to somebody and say, como esta? Uh-huh. Or, uh-huh. you know, whatever it would happen to be. And uh, Because I'm like, am I going to say it right? I don't worry about that as much as I used to because I'm just like, I'm just yeah. If it's wrong, it's wrong, and I'll apologize and go yeah. hide in the corner. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm not using it to to evangelize, to welcome people who come in. Right. And, you know. Right. Bob, would you lead us in a prayer? Holy Father, we bow our heads before you this evening and we thank you, Father, for letting us gather here together in this in this room to, to open up your word and to learn about many, many things that you have given us and how, Father, you've taught us in your word that you, you expect us to use everything that you give us for your glory and your, your goal and that's to one day have all of us 
all men and women in your presence as your children. And you've poured out upon us uh, rich abilities and talents to use to achieve that very thing. Help us not lose sight of God, your goal. And that's to save every soul. For you love us all with all your heart and you've proven that to us and shown that to us through the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, uh, be sacrificial as your Son told us all to uh, pick up our cross and follow Him. For who exercised your will for the, the good of others more than Him? Help us follow the pattern that He has uh, set before us and the example that He is to us in, in every story. Uh, to be pleasing to you, O oh God. Help us, Father, uh, as we strive to remember all these things. And, Heavenly Father, uh, put ourselves aside that, that we might get out of our own way and, and glorify you with the things we say and do and think. And may you be glorified. And may the kingdom be filled full uh, to your glory, Father. It's in Christ we pray. Amen. Our next two lessons are going to focus on being good stewards of our treasure. And so we will look at uh, wealth and how wealth can be both a blessing and a danger. And Bob will be providing an assignment to help us prepare for those lessons. So, thank you.